1: At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends ten 17. All right, we've got another Locked on Bulls, Locked on Thunder crossover episode for you. I'm Sean Hyken of The Athletic with me, Fred Katz of The Norman Transcript. Uh, we are at the United Center after the Thunder beat the Bulls 109-94. The Jimmy Butler flu game did not come to pass. He played about 28 minutes, was pretty much non-existent. Uh, the narrow- Russell Westbrook misses his triple-double by... One rebound. It was it was a pretty underwhelming game, all things considered.
0: There have been better flu
1: games played in Chicago. I think so. I think <laughs> it's pretty fair to say that. Uh, the, I mean, this is this this is a weird game. There was just not a lot to really. I mean, the Thunder killed them. The Thunder killed them. Yeah, and then, and the, they just had nothing to go with their bigs. Candler uh, and Adams were both excellent tonight, and it, it's just this is the kind of team that the Bulls struggle against.
0: The Thunder played. The Thunder also played. They're younger and more athletic. They played particularly well. Yeah, they, they played. They this great. It was one of their best games of the season. Um, it, Russ Russ played really well. Um, but it wasn't like one of those games where he played well because he completely took over. I didn't think he really needed to take he over. He was just kind like, of
1: playing within the flow of the game, and the bigs were doing so much that like he didn't really have
0: to. Right. Adams really the last month has just taken on a new scoring load. Like he's kind of scoring the way. And in the volume that I expected him to score at the start of the season, uh, with the way he's just putting up floaters and finishing dunks and diving on pick-and-rolls and, and that hook shot has gotten really good. Um, and Canner's passing, man, is just another level. Like, he used to be a horrible passer. He was really bad at it, and he openly admits this. Like, if you ask him about his passing and his improved passing, he openly just goes to the fact that he used to hate being double-teamed, and he dreaded it, and now he loves it when he gets double-teamed because he says he loves passing and he loves doing it. And he's, look, he's not the best passing big man in the league, but he's good at it, and he, he did a really nice job passing out of double-teams and even triple-teams when the Bulls were were really aggressively going at him on Monday.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, that that's just definitely an area that he has gotten a lot better and i want to touch on one thing i was a little bit encouraged by for the bulls which is michael carter williams look he looked looked pretty good actually going after his own offense six of 11 from the field he Uh, played well he played well this was one of his better games of the season i thought and uh also cristiano felicio i believe this is his first double double of the season 11 points 11 rebounds he made a couple mid-range shots and i i asked him after the game if he's working on that he says he's been working on it
0: he hit that baseline shot it looks good yeah it like rotates didn't it used to not rotate his shot, or am I misremembering? I will have
1: to go back and look at some tape on that, but uh, I was I was hoping to see some Samaje Christian. Why did he not play? Is he hurt? Because Campaign's back. Campaign's back. Campaign's back. Christian's out. I don't think we're going to see a lot of Samaje Christian anymore. Did uh, did you talk to? Did you end up getting to talk to uh, Jaron about playing against his brother? I talked to
0: Jeremy about playing against Jaron. And Jeremy told me after the game, which is something that I haven't yet blogged about. We're recording this at what, like, ten fifty right
1: now? Ten fifty seven.
0: Ten fifty seven p.m. in Chicago right now after the game. Uh, but I spoke to Jeremy. I haven't yet put it on the site, but I will put this on the site that um, I spoke to Jeremy, and he told me that I asked him if he's ever because Jeremy Grant loves to dunk. So yeah. I asked him if he's. I asked him how disappointed he was that he didn't dunk on Jaron tonight, and then. Uh, what do you he, say? He said he obviously wanted to dunk on Jaron tonight, and then and he told me that there was a time when they were in high school when they were practicing. I I I think he said it was his sophomore year and Jaron's senior year. Uh, Jaron dunked on him in a scrimmage one day, and then he dunked on Jaron the next day, uh, and the team and the team went wild. So I thought I thought that was a pretty funny story, which which I will blog and. And put up. I unfortunately didn't get to get Jared's perspective on that though, because he he was gone by the time he probably has a, he probably
1: has his own version of events. Oh, yeah,
0: obviously, but Jared, they're both great dunkers.
1: They are. Jared has one it, of my Jared, favorite. Jared hasn't really
0: done it much. No, but he has one of my favorite college dunks, which we were looking at. Was that you? I was looking at it with no, the before the game. He has one of my favorite college dunks ever against uh, Georgia when he was at Notre Dame. Ridiculous dunk, worth youtubing.
1: I'll check that out. He
0: actually almost hit, no exaggeration. He almost hits his chin on the rim.
1: Yeah, I I'll have to look that up. Uh, I mean, so what? So what else really stood out to you from this game? There was it was it was just kind of ugly from at least from the Bulls' perspective. The Thunder just pounded them down low. They did. They which which I was
0: surprised about because the Bulls have like especially at the starting lineup, like they have some guys who will fight you and be physical down low. Um, Thunder had a lot of success with the Adams Canner lineup. A lot of success, and I think one of the the key to that was probably just that Adams did such a good job guarding on the perimeter when Miritich was in the game. Um, that's just that's, a
1: bad matchup for the Bulls.
0: Yeah, that, that that allows though, like like if Miritich is hitting threes, if he's getting open, and it's one of those games. I know he's shooting thirty one percent or whatever, but if it's one of those games where at least he's he's getting up shots um, within the flow of the offense, then maybe Billy Donovan isn't so comfortable playing Steven Adams because you've seen those kind of situations where Adams has to guard away from the rim and he's a little less comfortable to do it. Um, I thought Adams did a good job, and Billy, Billy noted this after the game too, that he thought Adams did a good job uh, guarding away from the rim in this game. And like that's something, because when they play together, like people think of Adams as the five and Canner as the four, but Adams guards the fours, not Canner, because canner has got to stay as close to the rim as he possibly can on defense. Um, and, and Adams is just obviously so much better and so much more able when he guards away from the rim. Uh, so Adams has to guard those guys, and, and when they are put in situations, when they can play that lineup, like especially with the way those two are playing lately, this is their second game in the last couple of weeks where they both gone for twenty. Um,
1: it look it helps. It, it helps helps a takes lot. so much off of Russ to have to do everything, and it just in this game kind of exposed just how little the Bulls have when they don't have when they're not getting anything out of Jimmy Butler because he played twenty eight minutes tonight, but he was he was basically a non factor. He and he, you could kind of tell this was coming. He looked terrible. Coming into the, like, in the locker room pregame, he just, he did not look good. And then it, it just, it was bad. And, if And if, then you, you could just tell pretty quickly that he just didn't have it. There was not going to be a Jimmy Butler flute game where he was going to go off and just put the Bulls on his back. He's not, by the way, Fred Hoiberg said this after the game, he's not even going to travel with the team to D.C. tomorrow. So he's going to miss that game. He'll rejoin them in New York. He, he looked like... If
0: if I had if, if it were totally unreported and nobody knew that he was sick coming into this game, and he just went out and tried to play, five minutes into that game, I would have looked at someone and been like, "Is Jimmy Butler really sick yeah, right now or look, something?" Yeah, he didn't look good. He just looked awful. Like, props to him for trying to play because that guy's obviously he's obviously tough as nails because he was clearly incredibly sick and went out there and played super hard. And tried to do something, but he was clearly just—he had a fever this morning, right? And he was just—he was—he he, he looked like he couldn't
1: move. It was—it was bad. I mean, you knew he was going to at least try to play because that's—you know—that's his his reputation as a competitor. You know that like if he had gone off and right. had the no, game, that's great questions
0: for his, that for, his, his for his MVP
1: narrative, for his All Star narrative. Like you knew that's what you're going to get out of him. And there was something that Billy Donovan said uh, pre-game. About Russell Westbrook, about how it just makes your job as a coach so much easier—you don't have to worry about your best player playing hard every night. That's something that the Bulls absolutely have with Jimmy Butler, but he just did not physically was not up to it tonight. He didn't—he just—he didn't have. It. He scored one point off a free throw over six from the field. Uh, it was—I mean, this is like this, and this, and this is just like—I mean, Dwayne Wade had 22 points. He looked good at times, but just, they didn't get anything from anybody else, and I just don't know. I mean, this is just kind of the what the worst case scenario for if Jimmy were to get hurt. Like this is what kind of the bull looked like, and it's not pretty. I still love watching Dwayne Wade play, though. He's he's super fun to watch. He he still has flashes sometimes of the old Dwayne Wade.
0: Yeah, like those even like just those plays where like he gets in the lane and gets under the rim, decides not to shoot, curls back around, and then like fades away from eight yeah. feet. Like mm-hmm. he got old he put a foul him three times. On that, on that exact move, yeah, he's got such a look. He's obviously so much worse than you know, prime
1: Dwayne Wade, and right? Guy, well, he, he can still get to that level. He just can't do it every night anymore. And he's right. not. And by the way, he's not going to play tomorrow against the Wizards. The maintenance plan has gone into effect.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he, and he's he's been inefficient this year. But like, I still his game is still so fluid. It and is. like, he he's like in his prime. He was the most fluid player in the league like I would say he was he was that more than Kobe to me just so graceful with the ball um and he like still has that where you watch him and you don't need to know you can know nothing Could be your first time watching basketball you'd be like that guy even if he's missing shots you'd be like that guy is obviously good because he just plays it looks like dance you know he plays a beautiful brand of basketball so I was happy that I got to see a a good Dwayne Wade game in person because he's always been one of my favorite players to watch I was happy I got to see that in person. Because he was, he was he was good tonight. He was one of the few bright spots
1: offensively for Chicago. Yeah, he was. So uh, This Derrick Rose thing is weird. It's so weird, man. And he, like, before the game, we just, you know, they, the Knicks announced that he's not with the Knicks. Like, he just wasn't with the team, and nobody knew where he was during the, you know, during the game, I was, like, texting a few people trying to figure out what, what was going on. The reports kind of came out that nobody really knew where he was. Apparently, now he's back in Chicago. It sounds like a family situation, but just everything about it is just so bizarre
0: it's very um modern day media the way that it's played out in terms of the way that a little bit of information leaked out and then a little bit more information leaked out and then a little bit more information leaked out the the weird thing is that no one's come out and just been it took it took like four hours for someone to come out and say like don't worry, he's, he's okay.
1: And it was Joakim Noah after the game telling reporters that, that he's talked to him. They, they still haven't heard anything directly from the Knicks or from Derek's reps, which is just weird. I mean, it's, if it's a family emergency, then I mean, I hope everybody in his family is doing okay. That, that's obviously the most important thing. But just everything about it, because at first like we were kind of hearing that maybe this was because he got benched the other night for Ron Baker, but it just is so, you know, I've covered Derek for a few years. It's just so out of character for him to just be unhappy with the way he's being used and just bounce without telling anybody. That would have just been really out of character. So the fact that it's a family thing, it makes more sense, at least.
0: Right. I mean, I'm, I'm just waiting for the details to come out because it's, it's, it's one of those things that we can't...
1: It would be irresponsible to actually speculate on what it is.
0: Right, and we can't evaluate it without all, all the information. Absolutely. You know? Like, there's, there's no take to be made until you actually know what the heck is going on, because it's so weird. It's extremely weird. It's such a weird It, it Maybe it's not a weird thing. Like I mean, maybe we'll find maybe out. Maybe when we know the information, we'll know it's not a weird thing. But the way that the information has come out and the way the narrative has progressed over the last five hours, weird. The Knicks are the Knicks, man. Yeah, there's always drama with the Knicks. There's always some. <laughs> Don't I know? There's always some amount of drama with the Knicks, all the time. Yeah. You think Michael Carter Williams is gonna start playing better?
1: I think he's. That's a, my guy. I, I, he's he's been okay. I mean, he can't shoot, but he's been fine in, in other aspects of the game. I don't think he's the long-term starter for the Bulls, but I think he's I think he's a fine backup. I thought he played well defensively tonight. He look Oh, he. That's what he does. He'll always give you effort on that, end, and you know, with his you know his length, he'll just like, get into guys. He'll. Pick guys up ninety four feet basically like you, you know you're gonna get that effort from him every night. And that's why he's playing over Rajon Rondo. Who by the way tonight was Rondo bobblehead night. He didn't get in. That is an awkward. That was they awkward. were
0: showing like and a promo and his 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 photo. I just on, looking at it. His photo is on the is on the away team credentials. He was on the program his, tonight too. His photo was on the program. His photo was on the tickets. And he's not in. And they he were was the only Bob player that got Dallas. a DNP.
1: Uh, he got a, you know, uh, Bobby Portis got in. He actually looked okay offensively, even close to the garbage time. Paul Zipser got in, didn't do anything. Isaiah Cannon got in for eight minutes. Rondo is the only DNP on the Bulls uh, active roster. By the way, Denzel Valentine's playing tomorrow. Just a little housekeeping note. That
0: that's like a nightmare for Bulls PR with the Rondo stuff? Yeah, like it's not, well, it's, I mean, not it, it's
1: not really There's a story nothing they can anymore. do. There's, there's no, not,
0: no, 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 no. I mean that it was Rondo bubblehead
1: all night. It's just so You should have scheduled that earlier in the season or better yet, <laughs> you should have maybe realized that signing Rajon Rondo is not the move in 2016. So what's your educated guess on where Rondo plays next year? China. That is interesting. Because, I mean, he's who's signing him at this point? He's pretty clearly shown that he's I would, not a competent NBA point guard. It's anymore. funny
0: because he worked backwards. Because normally if a player's in this situation and it's this type of player and you said to me, who's he going to sign with next year? I'd say the Kings.
1: No, you know who I would say is the Clippers. Well, because of Doc. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, you know, Doc loves to sign guys that he coached who were good in 2009 they're yeah, not but, but, but but it's like Doc
0: it, doesn't get along with Rondo. Doc
1: doesn't get along with Rondo, and do you think Rondo would allow would be down to play behind Chris Paul? You think Rondo would be down to play for Doc? Then? No, I don't think so. So it's it, it, the whole thing is just so. It's really weird, just like what's happened to him. And I mean, I know he hasn't been the same player since the ACL injury, but just uh, everything about this. But but you know, to his credit, he has been good about it. He has handled it well. He hasn't been a distraction. He's still been a good teammate, all this kind of stuff. He's handled it about as well as he could have because I think he knows that if he flames out in another place, he probably doesn't get another NBA contract. Yeah,
0: it's just, it's like uncomfortable though, right? It's a little
1: uncomfortable, but, you know, they want to get a look at the younger guys, so they're going to give Jaron those minutes and they're going to give Yeah, SC's No, out.
0: I'm not saying it's wrong. Like, you get Jaron Grant, I mean, he's, he's an old second-year player, but he's a second-year player, and yeah. Michael Carter-Williams is someone you gave up talent to get... Like, Tony Snell's having a good year in Milwaukee, and he starts. Starts on what's going to be a playoff team and guards good players for them, and he won't start when Chris Middleton comes back, but he's at the very least a solid, helpful rotation guy. Like, you gave up talent to get him, and um, you got to give Carter Williams some kind of chance for that. Yeah. And, like, yeah, he just doesn't – he doesn't – quite fit. I don't know what his move is. Like
1: if I had to guess what happens to Rondo, I think he gets bought out after the trade deadline once they can't find it. Yeah, what if
0: him. what if like I'm trying to think of what his next NBA destination is. Everyone seems to have a point guard. Like what if it's Cleveland? Yeah, Cleveland is, is I don't obviously, see LeBron
1: signing off on that though.
0: Yeah, Cleveland is obviously like some kind of possibility.
1: Atlanta They've already got German Rondo. Why do they need regular Rondo?
0: <laughs> well, that's why I say that. Like maybe he could be a mentor for 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 Schroeder, and they need another point guard, or at least they want another point guard. Like I'm spitballing. Like what if what if what if he just takes like I was just gonna say that. What if he takes the good like the good useful veteran role and just like wants to mentor young guys? Because look. No one in their right mind is going to say that Rondo is not ridiculously intelligent. He is. Um, but so is he willing is he this to point, it,
1: it, can he accept that he's not really a good NBA point guard anymore and he's willing to just be kind of a veteran leader type? You
0: know him a lot better than I do, so I can't comment on his character. I don't character. know him that well.
1: I've talked to him like twice.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, look, sometimes if the options are... You're saying China, so sometimes
1: if the options are China, China not, you can make pretty good money in China.
0: Yeah, but you have to like live in China. Like, if, my, what's wrong with living in China? Nothing's wrong with living in China if you're from China and want to live in China. But if you're if you're from the if you're if you're if you're American and your family's here and your friends are here, maybe you don't want to go we have made enough money, you, you, it's not Josh a movie. Smith, Josh a movie. Smith is there. He can go. That's an argument against God. <laughs> no, no, no. He and, he
1: and Josh Smith are boys, though. Oh, that's right. He and Josh Smith are boys. They, he can go kick it out to Josh Smith, get some assists off some Josh Smith made threes, get a statue made out of him, a musical written about him like Stefan Marbury. It would be great. <laughs> yeah, Marbury's, I'm actually, got Marbury's
0: got his own museum. His own museum? It's is not. This?
1: It's He didn't create
0: it. There is an actual Stefan Marbury
1: museum. In uh, the Shanghai, I, I kind of want to go to Shanghai just to go to this. Mm-hmm. It recently opened. That's pretty good. I, that's that's fantastic. So this has gone completely off the rails. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say about this game, Fred?
0: Um, Demontis Sabonis shot free throws again.
1: Oh, that's right. That's a thing you've been tracking.
0: Yes, three times, three free throws. That's good. On Taj Gibson. He fouled him in the post. Thunder went to him a couple times in the post. Thunder going to him a little bit more in the post lately.
1: Oh, I also want to talk about the Nico Muradich. uh one but one of the most amazing flops I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Do you remember this? He so he yeah. he was so who was so who was guarding him? Was it Laverne? I think it was Laverne.
0: In 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 the uh the worst Beard versus beard matchup in the league. Yes. Two very bad beards. Joffrey's got perfect hair. Have they ever made a chia pet out of, out of Joffrey Laverne? Because that was a prom-
1: promotion <laughs> that the Bulls did earlier Joffrey Laverne is a... Um, Kilometers Plumlee. Kilometers Plumley. He's a funny guy. He seems like a funny guy. He is a it's funny the guy. The Clumleevers just seem like they have a lot of cool personalities. They do, actually, because all And the then Russell Westbrook.
0: All the big men are goofballs. <laughs> um, except for Sabonis. Sabonis is not a perfectly nice person but definitely not a goofball Adams is really funny Canner is you know the the most like amicable athlete you could be around Nick Collison's a cool guy Collison is a really yeah not a goofball but a very cool guy um Joffrey is Joffrey is like funny and joking and just they're all just approachable personalities all the big guys are easy to get along with on this team yeah that's that's yeah it's my job easy because half of my notes are just like Here's a funny thing that Ennis Kanter said post-game. Here's how much a funny thing Jeffrey LeBron said scale post-game. Scale of
1: 1 or 10, how much do you miss Dion Waiters? Oh, 98. <laughs> that was your boy. Yeah, he's everybody's boy.
0: Dion was awesome to cover. He was great. When he came back to Oklahoma City, he had, like, <laughs> he had like a his media availability at Shootaround that morning went, like, I forget, like 10 minutes long. Which, for a player, is, like
1: so long for also for and, a player who's not like a star.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, you know, Dion Waiters. and and he he went 10 minutes long, and the only reason he went shorter, he was just sitting there talking with us. And the only and he was like asking every media member how they're doing. Like he was like so excited to be back. And uh the only reason that he went didn't go longer was because the heat PR guy came over and was like, "All right, guys, I think you've had you've had enough of dion he's gotta go because the whole team was waiting on him and he was just sitting there talking to us forever so it was great he's a great instagram follow because he makes hilarious videos with his son
1: who is adorable i don't think i follow him i should get on that yeah his
0: son is like incredibly cute and he makes really funny basketball videos of his son playing on like a five-foot hoop and nice incredibly adorable
1: so on that note uh you can subscribe to Locked on Bulls and Locked on Thunder. You can find both of the podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, TuneIn, Google Play, everywhere else there's podcasts. Please make sure you leave us lots of five-star reviews. Tell your friends to subscribe. Check out the other podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network as well. And we, uh, Cody and I are going to be back with you tomorrow after the Wizards game. Fred, when is your next episode?
0: Uh, tomorrow. It's going to be tomorrow. I'll be uh, who the Thunder played? The Thunder played home against Memphis on Wednesday, so that's that's a big game, so I'm yeah. gonna. I'll be preview that game. I'll probably do Twitter questions like I always do, and preview that game. Talk about Marcus who's like maybe my favorite player. Um, love Marcus yeah. so good. Love go watching now that he shoots threes too. Yeah, so good. Um, yeah, so that'll be fun. You can follow me on Twitter at Fred Katz. Follow Sean on Twitter at Hyken. Absolutely. H i g h k i n, and uh, see you next time. Yeah,
1: uh, thanks for listening, guys. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks.
0: It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.